Welcome back everyone to 101 Questions That Church Planners Ask. I'm your host, Danny Parmalee. And if you're listening to this episode, chances are you're in the exploratory stages of church planting. Maybe the train's down the tracks a little ways already, or you're just kind of kicking the tire. But either way, you're asking yourself, am I crazy? You've heard that church planting is a bit crazy, so you're wondering if you're crazy for considering it. Well, let me tell you, yes, you are. Now, joking aside, what I want to do is to discuss a couple aspects of discerning your call to church planting. God's call is often recognized by an internal prompting of the Holy Spirit. Something inside of you has sparked the idea that God may be calling you to step out in a huge way. This internal prompting is often related to external circumstances. So, for example, maybe you're a part of a church plant and you've seen how God has used it in individuals' lives or used it to impact the entire city that you live in. And now God's captured your heart for church planting because of this positive experience. Now, on the flip side, sometimes God calls you to church planting out of what some call as a holy discontent. As you look around the church or churches that you've been a part of, you sense that uh, church could be done differently to reach more people. Now, of course, I caution against pride and ego and bitterness. I promise you, you do not want to plant a church if this is your driving motivation. Now, on the other hand, many planters, myself included, saw that my generation was becoming more and more absent from the church, and this is what burdened me with a passion to innovate the way that church was done without changing the gospel message. All of this is to say is that I encourage you to kind of examine where that prompting is coming from and why you're considering planting a church. There's probably multiple things to sort through. Each of those, you should ask God to affirm the good intentions and confess and repent of the sinful motivations as he reveals those to you. I promise you this, that this will not be a one-time process. You will likely be praying these same prayers over and over again, many times, years into the church plant. And uh, if you find out that your motivation to plant is simply to prove something or to get back at the church that just fired you or because you just think that you are so much more awesome than everyone else, I beg you, don't plant a church. Being a church planter can be the most amazing experience. Now, I think that this is why many are drawn to it, but church planting is not for the faint of heart. Take the words of the Apostle Paul, for example, in 2 Corinthians 11. He says, I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again, five times received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one, three times I was beaten with rods, pelted with stones, shipwrecked, on the move, in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from fellow Jews and Gentiles, in the city, in the country, at sea, from false believers, gone without sleep, been cold and naked. Uh, besides everything else, he says, I face the daily pressure of my concern for all the churches. To me, this is the perfect job description for planting a church. So yeah, if you're not asking, am I crazy for wanting to plant a church? then you probably really don't have a good understanding of what church planting is all about. I know he wasn't a church planter, but my favorite biblical uh, call to ministry was the prophet Ezekiel. 
I was drawn to him as a young church planter. I won't read uh, all of it, but Ezekiel chapter 3, you get this glimpse into Ezekiel's call from God. What I love about his call is that God makes clear that he's called to a people, but that not all of the people will listen and follow and obey. God does not promise him a successful ministry. Instead, God asks him to be faithful to preaching the word, no matter the reaction or the result. Most church planters imagine themselves on stage, preaching to the large crowds, people nodding, people coming to Christ, followers and leaders lining up behind them and their amazing vision. And yes, some of that will happen, but you will have much more resistance to your message, your method, your strategy than you can imagine. God prepares Ezekiel by saying, I will make your forehead like the hardest stone, harder than flint. If you're the type of person that can't take criticism, rejection, rebellion, difficult people, church planting probably isn't for you. It may sound like I'm talking you out of church planting and maybe you're on to something. I think that church planting is part of God's amazing plan for the gospel to flourish and to grow. I love church planting. I love church planners. But I also know that the wrong people who try to do it can tear apart their own lives, other people's lives, even discredit Christ and his church in that community. This brings me to the next part of discerning God's call. You shouldn't rely only on your internal promptings. Proverbs eleven fourteen. many people know it. Where there is no counsel, the people fall, but with the multitude of counselors, counselors, there is safety. It's imperative that your call is affirmed by others. This is uh, much more than just asking your mom what she thinks uh, of you if you're capable or asking your friends if they think you have what it takes. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't ask family and friends as they probably know you best, but it's often hard for those that are close to you to be objective. This is why I am a huge advocate of formal church planning assessment centers. A church planning assessment center is an objective process that looks at how God has gifted you and wired you. I want you to listen in on this conversation about assessment center from my friends, Lee and Marlon. Hey everyone, my name is Lee Stevenson and I have the joy of being the executive director of church planning with Converge. And sitting next to me is Marlon Minks. Marlon uh, is our director of assessment centers here at Converge. And we just want to, first of all, begin by just saying thanks. Thanks for trusting us. You are receiving this video as um, just insight and training into the assessment process as a whole. And we just want to take a little bit of time to kind of help you understand what you're in for coming around the corner. Yeah, the assessment process uh, for many people is kind of scary. It's kind of, uh, you know, this... Uh, this monster that they're moving into, they really don't want to do it, uh, and yet uh, it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, it can be a moment in your life, uh, which is kind of a flag moment, uh, where God really directs you, gives you great clarity about your next steps uh, and, and where you're headed. So our job during the week is really to reflect back to you what we believe God is saying to you uh, by, uh, during that week, giving you the opportunity to speak, to cast vision, to work in groups, and to just really have a, um, a uh, few days of clarity uh, where you're headed, your next steps. The entire purpose of the assessment center is really to help you, again, identify what God's calling you to and uh, how he has gifted you 
to move forward into that call. Um, throughout the process, again, you're going to be in a loving environment where those that have been ahead of you, gone through the assessment, have successfully planted a church, are going to be spending time just getting to know you, hear your heart, and, and with the perspective of trying to understand what God is actually doing right now in your life and to help bring some clarity to that. Um, by the time we get to the end of the assessment center, you're going to find yourself with one of kind of three scores of, of kind of where we're at. And I'll let Marlon kind of walk you through what those three are and what they represent. Yeah, thanks. So the outcomes uh, for the end of the week are one of three. The first one is uh, recommended. Uh, we just see that you have all 16 building blocks uh, that you're ready to go plant. But even with that, we're not telling you to go plant. We're saying that we are wired this way. And as God leads and uh, you have the clarity in your next steps, then move forward to plan. Second one uh, can be conditionally recommended. Uh, that outcome is really tied to a list of things that you're going to need to be able to complete to prepare yourself for church planting. So you may have some skill sets you need to develop. Uh, maybe you need a, a coach. Uh, maybe you need a, uh, a training center. Maybe you need an interim uh, internship. A lot of different things you could end up needing uh, that would really help prepare you for that uh, next step in church planning. And then the third one is not recommended. And as much as that may be a difficult one uh, to see, we're really trying to put you in your sweet spot and to get you to the place in ministry where you're consistently working uh, as God has wired you. Not recommended doesn't mean that you wouldn't fit in dozens of other ministry positions. It just means that as a point leader in a church plant, uh, we don't see that being your specific skill set. Now, Marlon, walk us through a little bit when a candidate comes through the assessment process, um, what are they actually being assessed on? Yeah, yeah, that's great. So all week you'll realize that we are watching you um, wherever you go, whatever you do. It can be a little bit unnerving, but we're assuming uh, that when you come in that you have none of the 16 building blocks that we're looking for. And then throughout the week in all the different activities and group settings, we are looking to see if we can find those 16 building blocks. So the 16 building blocks are really how we determine your outcome, uh, relationship with God, where are you uh, with God, uh, your faith story, you know, how has God led you to this point? Uh, what have uh, you endured uh, to really to grow in your faith as you've walked uh, with him? And then things like um, entrepreneurial ability. What have you started from the ground up? What have you, uh, you know, developed and then handed off? Leadership ability. How have you led from the stage? But uh, more importantly, personally, how have you led the people who are following you? So 16 building blocks really give us a great insight into whether or not you have the capacity or the wiring harness to be able to do this. I think many people would try to plant uh, and yet find out that they're really lacking some skills. These 16 building blocks really hit on all of these skills. Um, how have you led people to Christ? Do you have an evangelistic uh, behavior in your life? So or differently, we're not looking for intellectual assent, which says, yes, I believe in these things. But can you show us that you've demonstrated these things as a behavior uh, over the long haul of your ministry life? Yeah, that's great. I know for many candidates that when they have the proposition or the idea that they're going to be coming to an assessment center can find themselves in a place of being very nervous, not understanding what is expected of them. Um, I want to encourage you as um, a couple that have walked through the assessment center, it was one of the greatest gifts that I, I, we ever had given to us was having those around us that have been there way ahead of us on this, this route of planning a church to be able to speak into our lives 
and acknowledge strengths that they saw, but even challenge us in deficiencies that they saw so that we could really plant the best church that uh, God had placed on our hearts. And that is our heart for you. Confirming your call to church planting is so important. Why? Not only remaining in God's will, but because there are going to be so many times when you want to give up. If you're doing church planting because it's a job or an option or an opportunity that was presented to you, it's pretty easy to throw in the towel. But if you know that God has called you to it, it gives you a resolve to navigate through the hardships that you will face. So are you crazy for considering church planning? Probably yes. But that's okay because we serve an amazing God who calls us to crazy things for his name's sake. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you have a question about church planting, please submit it to churchplantersask.com. And remember, keep asking those questions.